0: Welcome into another edition of Locked On Nationals. I'm your host Ryan Clary, and you can find me over at Twitter at Ryan Clary eleven. And on today's show, we are getting into a season breakdown of Joey Manessis. But before that. Today's show of Locked On Nationals is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com. And so let's get into the season that Joey Maness has had in 2022. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So Joey Manessis, this 30-year-old who came out of nowhere, seamlessly, that, who is this guy? When when we called him up, I was like, Joey Manessis, I've never heard of this name. He was never on my radar. I saw what he was doing in the minor leagues, you know, when I checked the Rochester Redbirds score, and I see him on the box score, he's hitting pretty well. But he was a 30-year-old. He was never on my radar to potentially... Make an effect on this major league team up in DC or down in DC when you're referencing Rochester, New York. But when you look at him and what he's done so far, it's hard to just ignore that. How do you look at Joey Manessis and the numbers that he's put up and say that this guy doesn't have a future in DC with the big league ball club, even as a 30 year old? And as much as I've said myself over the last few weeks that I don't want to see these older guys taking spots of younger guys to where we're in a rebuild and not a retool. Mike Rizzo would disagree, but it's pretty clear and evident that this is a rebu- rebuild and rather than a retool. And so Joey Manessas, a 30-year-old who really hasn't done too much in his major league career, or in his, his whole career to be in fact, he got called up for the first time this season to the majors. August 2nd, he got the call up. And what did he do that day? He hit a home run. Went one for four, I believe, in his very first game with that home run. And the following day, he just kept on hitting. Kept on hitting. And then when you look at it and you stop and look after a couple of weeks, you're like, oh, my God, this guy is com- – He's either on a complete tear right now, or this is just what he is and what this guy can be moving forward for a team that doesn't really have a lot of hope, doesn't really have a lot of things or, and prize possessions in this big league club to where we can call our own and be like, be proud of. I think CJ Abrams, is one of those guys. I think Bear Ruiz is one of those guys. Other than that, there's not too much. Victor Robles being a gold glove finalist, sure. But he hasn't panned out to what we thought he would be. And so then you look at it, you look around the room, and it's like, oh my God. Guys, Joey Manessis, that's the guy. This is the guy that could be the face of the Nationals in 2023. And when you look at it, It's really a coin flip between him and C.J. Abrams. Obviously, C.J. Abrams is going to have his name and his face on every billboard, most likely. I'd be stunned otherwise. But I guarantee you this, Joey Manessis will be right behind him going into 2023. And it's hard to deny that. The numbers that he put up this year, I'm a big numbers guy. I've made that known on this show. I want to see when you turn in your report card, I want to see what you've done. And so the numbers illustrate the 2022 season that he had in 56 games this season. Joey Manessas had a 324 batting average, a 367 on base percentage with a 563 slugging percentage, which was good for a 930 on base plus slugging. And now before people really take that and run with it and not really digest it for what it is. This is someone who had MVP numbers, dare I say. And he only played in 52 games this season. Only 50 or 56, rather. And so what I did here for today is I pulled up some of the MVP candidates' numbers for this season. And went from August 2nd all the way through the end of the season and see what their numbers were compared to Joey Manessis. And so I did just that. I have the MVP favorite for the National League right now. Paul Goldschmidt, 296 batting average, 395 on base percentage with a 531 slugging percentage, which was tallied up for a 925 on base plus slugging. It's pretty good. It's not bad. But then, Joey Manessis, you win that round. So now let's take a look at his teammate. Nolan Arenado, he had 11 home runs and 43 RBIs from August 2nd on. Had a .297 batting average, a .359 OBP, .550 slugging percentage with a .908 OPS. Joey Manessis, you win that round. And I didn't even mention Joey Manessis had 13 home runs with 34 RBIs this year. And in that stretch, he had more home runs than Goldie. He had more home runs than Nolan Arenado as well. He didn't have as many RBIs, but let's be honest, there weren't many opportunities for for Joey Manessas to get RBIs. You have to have runners on base to tally those suckers up. We weren't getting that too often for him. All right, let's move along. Let's look at Freddie Freeman. We know him very well in D.C. We kill, He killed us for, te- for a decade when he was with Atlanta. So let's look at his numbers. Another MVP candidate. 319 batting average with a 412 on base percentage, which was good for an 867 OPS. Joey Manessis, you win that round. And also, just for a little side nugget, six home runs in 32 RBIs. Joey Manessis, you win that round as well. All right. Let's stick in LA with an old friend of ours, Trey Turner. Another MVP candidate. It was an awesome year. He's played himself into a massive contract this offseason, wherever that is. Trey Turner from August 2nd on. 277 batting average with a 327 OBP, which was good for a 722 OPS. Joey Manessis, you win that round handily. Not even close. Let's flip over the AL side. Yordan Alvarez. I'm not even going to look at Aaron Judge's numbers because we all know the second half heater that he had. I'm not even going to pretend that Joey Manessis could pretend that what Aaron Judge did in that second half of the season. But Jordan Alvarez, one of the game's brightest hitters, brightest stars right now. 304 batting average with a 391 OBP, 518 slugging percentage, which is good for a 909 OPS. Joey Manessis. You win that round. So guys, I think you're starting to get the point of how good of a hitter that Joey Manessis was in 2022. And was it really a fluke? I don't know. That's something I'm going to get into more so later in this show, and I'm sure I'm going to get into more in the offseason as we get some more news and notes out of this season. But the point is right now is that Joey Manessis, through from the time where he was called up. I'm not saying he was going to win MVP, but those are MVP candidates. I was just listening right there. Joey Manessas was neck and neck and better than most of them in all of those categories. For someone who just got called up to the majors in August, early August, August 2nd was when he made his debut. This is someone to where he's been around in the minor leagues for a decade. He's been with the Braves. He's been with the Phillies. He went over to Japan. He got signed back over in America and played with the the Red Sox. And then eventually signing with the Nationals in January of 2022. This was someone who is not going to be a threat in the outfield. Who's not really a position player. He has, He's not the best defender. Let's just put it that way. He's not someone that you're going to think is going to win a gold glove or you should really rely on to be a positive fixture for this defense, As which was much improved, by the way. But at the plate for what we care about right now and what we care about with Manessas moving forward is there's going to be a vacancy. At DH, Nelson Cruz is most likely not going to be coming back to D.C. as we expect for them to buy out his contract for a $3 million bonus. So we're going to have this vacancy as a designated hitter, and I fully expect Joey Manessas to step in on that opening day lineup and bat cleanup for your Washington Nationals and take place of what Victor Cruz was, Victor Cruz, Nelson Cruz was supposed to do. And that's not crazy to say. And why I say that, I'm going to get into right after I tell you guys about my friends over at Simply Safe. As everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks. But when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. I use it. I love it. You'll love it too because at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. So the other day, I live in DC. There was a car breaking down the street. And so what I do with Simply Safe is they let me know immediately that there was something that was down the street. And I didn't have to worry about anything after that because they got me just like they'll have you. With 24-7 professional monitoring, when a threat is detected, simply safes monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to respond. Simply Safe blankets your home with protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss this chance to say big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your first order. When you visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today, customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash URL. Go today. There's no safe like simply safe. And so let's get back into the season of what Joey Manessas had for your 2022 Nationals. Joey Manessas, I tr- fully expect Joey Manessas to be in the opening day lineup in 2022. And is that really in question at all? Can you look around this room and say, I don't believe you. Because I I fully believe in this. I fully believe that when you have someone who hit the way that he did this season, how can you not expect him to take the opportunity that he just had over the last two months of the season and run with it in the offseason and fuel his fire even more than what he once did? I fully expect that, 100%. And I've said on this show before many, many of times that I don't care about a 30-year-old to where is he really part of this future? Is he really part of this fold with this team? And the answer for most of the time when you're in a rebuild, I say no. I want to get the younger guys in. I want people who matter to the future to be getting the playing time that they need to be getting these all sorts of different at-bats going against the NLEs pitching, which is top tier. I want to see that with these young guys. And Joey Manessas kind of rides the fence to where he's 30 years old. Is the prime of his career kind of done? Maybe, but then again, that could be completely wrong. And I could be 100% wrong on that, and I'll fully admit that. But when I look at it from right now, from where we are as a team into where the minor league prospects are that we expect to come up, Robert Hassel, Elijah Green, James Wood, all those guys, Brady House, are they close? No. Robert Hassel's the closest to sniffing the majors, and he just got called up to double-A in August. And he made his debut, and he did fine. But that's someone who's not going to be on the opening day lineup, and he probably won't even sniff the majors in 2022. If he does, it's going to be late September call-up, and he might not see much playing time. And the point of me with this rebuild and retool discussion is I actually do consider Joey Maness as part of this rebuild category. Someone who just got called up to the majors and the numbers that he put up, it's something you can't look past. I can't just have someone tell me that and have it go through the other year. I have to look at it and take it in, and that's why I've taken so long to do the Joey Maness's breakdown, because I've been trying to really get my thoughts straight. Of what this guy is for this team moving forward. Is he more of a rebuild piece or is he just someone that we're just going to have for the time being? And especially with the DH now in the NL, and that's going to be a thing moving forward. I look at it and you have to put him in there because this, at the end of the day, this is a professional sport and you have to put the players. The best players out there and the people that deserve the position that they're in, you have to put that guy out there. And Joey Manessis is that guy. Joey Manessis is not, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to be an MVP candidate, but I already read off the numbers for the MVP candidates of this year from August 2nd through the end of this year. and Joey Manessis won all of those rounds. Joey Manessis was one of the best hitters in the NL or really across MLB. In the second half of the season, it was enough to award him with MLB MLB Pipeline's all-rookie team in 2022. They named Joey Manessis part of that team, even only after only he played from August 2nd on. He was the first baseman for MLB Pipeline's 2022 all-rookie team after getting called up in August 2nd. That's pretty legit. MLB Pipeline, it's something. It's kind of like my Bible in a sense. I love MLB Pipeline and what the work that they do. And so to see that and kind of what he's meant for this team is stunning. Stunning. Because he spent 10 years in the minor leagues. This is someone who hasn't had all the success. He's had way more downs than he's had ups. He was actually suspended from when he planned over in Japan for a positive PED test that he got popped for, I believe, in 2019 when the Nationals were on the mountaintop. Joey Manessas was on rock bottom. This is someone who's kind of scratched and clawed his way through minor league systems. He's been passed over for younger prospects. He's been looked over by big-time GMs. But... When you look at the best organizations throughout baseball, you have to look at what teams do to put around the stars that they have, the foundation of their rebuild, the foundation of your championship team. You look at the Braves. They have Bon Grism, Michael Harris II. Those guys weren't marquee prospects in their system. They were once they got going, once they started to develop them. But Michael Harris and Von Grissom, they weren't first-round picks, and they weren't second-round picks. Michael Harris, I believe, was a third-round pick. Von Grissom was an 11th-round pick, both out of high school. And that's why you got a bargain hunt, and Mike Rizzo did just that. The great organizations in baseball, bargain hunt, the Dodgers with Max Muncie who's been a part of that mold with the Dodgers over the last couple of seasons was cut by the Oakland A's or DFA rather Dodgers picked him up. And guess what? He's been a part of that core for this team. Look at it across baseball, Robbie Ray, someone the nationals drafted an 11th round pick out of high school. We traded him away in the Doug Fister trade and he's now turned in a Cy Young. That's what makes your teams better. The bargain shopping guys, the guys that you don't put all the marbles in one basket for in the first round, the guys that you don't spend all your international money on. That's what Joey Manessis kind of represents and kind of why we sit here today. And we're asking the question if a 30 year old who just made his debut in August is going to be part of the fabric of this nationals team moving forward. Because Joey Manessis, these things have to happen to make a postseason team. Your team's not going to be nine first-round picks. That's not going to happen. I don't even know if it's ever happened. Has it? I don't know. I tried to do some research on it, and I found nothing. So the point is, and the moral of the story, is that you have to have the guys be filled around You're C.J. Abrams. You're James Wood. You're Elijah Green. You're Robert Hassel. You have to have a Joey Manessis in there to where you didn't spend a lot on him. You weren't really counting on him to be this sort of stud that the way that he's been. Now, when Mike Rizzo is at the bingo table and he's yelling out bingo for Joey Manessis, he turns his card on and the counter... He tells him, you got a bingo, man, you hit. And I truly believe to where to kind of wrap up this conversation. I truly believe that Joey Maness is someone that we're going to be looking forward to in 2023. And matter of fact, is it crazy to call him the face of the nationals right now? He was certainly the best hitter that we had all year with Juan Soto or Josh Bell or not the best hitter. The nationals had, for a period stretch of time now if he played all 162 would he have had that same year probably not and i'm willing to admit that but would he have around a 280 batting average they 830 ops about 30 bombs from what i've seen i can't say that he wouldn't have that was it just a lucky stretch maybe but truly, how much is that luck, and how much is it just skill? Because I look at Joey manesses and kind of what he's done in the minor leagues throughout his entire career, I have it right now. In 10 years in the minor leagues, this is someone who batted 280 with a 338 on on-base percentage, a 431 slugging percentage, with a 770 OPS. Those are good numbers. And you know what? GMs will admit it themselves. Scouts will admit it. They miss on some. They miss on a lot. A lot of people do. A lot of people see something in one guy that's where another one doesn't. And in this case, a lot of people just haven't really noticed Joey Manessis and what he's done. And did him going over to Japan and then popping for PEDs probably hurt his chances of making it to the majors quicker? Probably. But truthfully, when you look at it, It's tough not to look at this guy and say, how can he not be the face of the 2023 Nets? You're going to have C.J. Abrams on some posters. You're going to have Josiah Gray. But to be the face of a team, it's a little more than just having the name and the recognition amongst the fan base. You have to put a good product on the field. And from August 2nd on, Joey Manessis did just that in every way, shape, and form. And he is someone that you can rely on moving forward with this Nationals team. And I'm, I'll am i say it now. I've already said it earlier again today, but as we continue to wrap up the show, Joey Meneses will be your four hitter of this Nationals team and will be the starting DH in next year. Unless something crazy happens into where we actually spend money on someone, And which I just don't see. That's not possible, really, at this point. And you shouldn't expect that either, as I'm not. And Mike Rizzo probably isn't expecting the same. He can say what he wants, but we're not going to be spending on some big, flashy free agent to come in and turn this thing around just yet. We're kind of in like the 2009 year before the Nationals really took a step in 2012. Or actually, I'm going to say 2010. I think the 2023 season will be compared to the 2010 season to where in next offseason, I think we'll put ourselves in a better position to spend on maybe a flashy free agent, kind of like what we did in 2011, signed Jason Worth to that big old, big massive contract at that time to where some people were scratching their heads about but ultimately, it paid off pretty well for the Nationals. But then they have some of those bargain guys around Jason Worth that kind of molded this team together with Ian Desmond, who's kind of in the system. He was a known guy, but he's, he was drafted by the Expos, for heaven's sakes. Danny Espinosa, those guys around them, to where they make that championship team and that playoff team even better. And they got to fill those gaps around those guys. And I truthfully think that Joey Manessis is one of those guys moving forward into this season. So thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, thank you guys for tuning in today. You can follow me at Twitter at RyanClary11, or you can, or actually, you can follow both at Twitter, LO underscore Nationals. That is at LO underscore Nationals. And I will catch you on the flip side. Enjoy some baseball and enjoy this beautiful weather.